Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker. So I'm currently at my house all by myself today. Well, I still have my dog here, my dog Huxley, but um, this is really unusual for me. I'm not usually, I don't usually have the house to myself, but my husband took our baby to see his dad and some family on Salt Spring for the day. So I have the whole house to myself to get caught up on some work, to relax a little bit um, and have some me time, which I think I've only had maybe like well, I had the house to myself maybe a couple times in the last seven months. Um, so it, I'm really, this feels like a luxury. And uh, if you've listened to the last episode, you'll know that I went on vacation to see my family in the Rockies. And so now I'm back and I'm just getting back into the swing of things. And today's episode really relates to my experience going back home to see my family of origin. I don't know if you've had a similar experience, but when I go back, there's usually a lot of going down memory lane. So particularly this trip, because my mom is wanting to clear out the basement of all our old childhood things. Now that my sister and I are both homeowners, she's really eager to offload as much as possible. So we spent a lot of time rummaging through our old childhood things and going through old photos, like my baby book, all that kind of stuff. And I wonder how that is for you, you know, like I'm not a very nostalgic person, I don't think, but for me, it's always a mix of emotions, looking back on old photos and seeing me like at different weights and remembering what I was going through at that time. It can be a bit of an emotional roller coaster, right? And I also came across my old journals and read those on the plane ride back. Very enlightening. So I started journaling when I was in grade three, if you can believe it, that's pretty young. And I've kept a journal ever since. And a few years ago, I decided to get rid of all of them. There were boxes and boxes full, but I did hold on to a couple of the like early ones. So like grade three, grade four, uh, I think I have one from grade six. And reading through them was really interesting because there was so much written there that I had completely forgotten about. And now reading it as an adult provides, you know, some context for what I experienced later as an adult. Anyway, the reason I'm telling you all of this is because if you've been struggling with your weight for a while, perhaps years, then you likely carry a lot of regret. You feel the regret of so many failed attempts at weight loss, for one. I know when I look at some of those photos and read those journal entries, I actually felt some regret for how I was thinking about myself and my body at the time. I also felt regret for not figuring this weight thing out sooner. right? For struggling for so long. And I know clients have also shared that they look back at the years that they spent so focused on food and their weight, and that they really regret the time and energy they spent on that single part of their life. At the time, they felt like it was the most important aspect of their life. And I often wondered the same thing, like, what could I have been accomplishing with all that time and energy if I hadn't been so focused on food? right? So today I want to really urge you to let go of any regrets that you hold from your past and so that we can really move forward. So today's episode is going to focus on how we can use our history, our weight loss struggle from the past to actually help us gain momentum rather than keep us stuck. So we're going to focus on how we can actually use past failures to move us forward. 
One thing I really noticed after I looked through those photos and read those journals is how low my energy was. I think that's because when we're focused on the past, when we're spending our time looking backward, we are energetically pulled backward too. It's like if you've ever ran in a race, like in track and field, the main thing that they tell you is never to look behind you at the person coming up, right? Why would this be? Because you lose forward momentum. So I'm not saying never look back at your past, not at all. It's really helpful to understand it so that we have some context, right? Especially when it comes to our family of origin, why we have the lifestyle that we have, perhaps why we have the habits, why we think the way we do all of that. But what I'm saying is that if we spend too much time past focus, say on our mistakes, on our previous overeating, and we ruminate in regret on what could have been, we're simply gonna have a harder time creating something different for our future. Okay, let's touch on the reasons why your past attempts failed in the first place. First, I just wanna cut you some slack. (laughs) I think that if you look back on your childhood and your teenage years, and you don't even need a recorded document like a journal like I had, (laughs) you'll pretty easily be able to appreciate why you needed to turn to food to cope with your life. You simply didn't have the emotional maturity to handle what was coming at you. And listen, my parents really loved me and I know that, and I know that they did the very best that they could. And I'm much more fortunate than a lot of people. And I know that there are lots of you listening who have endured a lot, right? So really it's not a question of why I turned to food or you did. It's really a question of why not? right? It totally makes sense. I sometimes think that it's a miracle that I didn't turn to alcohol and drugs too, right? I want you to consider that it makes perfect sense that you needed something outside of yourself to modulate your feelings and emotions. But if you're like me, you never learned that your weight issue was tied into an emotional issue, that emotions and habits had anything to do with it at all. If you're like me, you thought you simply needed to have the willpower needed to reduce calories, eat less fat, and exercise more, right? That's what we were told we needed to do to lose weight. So of course you've been failing because that's a huge lie. Diets totally set you up to fail. When we eat less, our metabolism matches the calorie reduction. So then our weight loss plateaus and we have to eat even less to lose weight until our metabolism catches up yet again. And of course, you're trying not to feel crappy all the time and you still want to enjoy your food. So you try eating like fat-free or sugar-free, highly processed foods, and they just aren't satiating at all. No one can stick to that for very long. So of course you quit and continue to overeat. Instead, we need to be eating in a way that doesn't spike our insulin, which is the true cause of weight gain. And I talk about this more in depth in an episode uh, number 19 called weight loss, or sorry, weight set point. So again, you can go to the previous episode 19 weight set point to learn more about how insulin really is a cause of your uh, weight gain. So imagine going off your plan over the weekend and then you wake up Monday morning and you're going through your closet for something to wear and nothing fits. What do we do? We tell ourselves, this is ridiculous. We just need to get our act together and stick to our plan this week, right? Except we don't. And then it happens again and we overeat and we start feeling the shame of so many failed attempts, so much overeating. We are in the shame cycle. We think that there's something wrong with us, that we can't do it, and we get really confused. This is simply a loop in our brains that we can change. So I have three points here. 
three ways that we can use failure to get us closer to our dream weight. First is to think differently about your failure. So think differently about your overeating. Know that it makes perfect sense for why you got out of alignment with food and your weight in the first place. Going back to your circumstances, what you learned, what you knew. And now as an adult, you can take 100% responsibility for your results. So you can decide that going forward, there is no such thing as failing in your weight loss journey. It just doesn't exist as a concept for you anymore. Instead, you are either winning or learning. So I think I've said this before, so, but it never hurts to repeat it. Winning or learning. When we're in the shame cycle, we're not learning anything new. There is no new information available. Number two, the second way we can use failure to move us forward is to start feeling differently. How do we feel something on purpose? We get curious. We act compassionately. We think determined thoughts so that we feel more determined. And number three, we act differently. So the next time you find yourself in a shame cycle, notice it. Remember that you've been here a million times before (laughs) and you never get a different result. So if you've ever wondered why you keep struggling with your weight, this is exactly how you solve the mystery. Okay. I suggest that you do this thought work exercise that I'm about to explain. You write out your experience and debrief with yourself so that you can learn from it. This moves you from a victim mentality to being in charge and taking responsibility. So I'll give you an example from my work life uh, in my own experience. So I used to work for a skincare company and part of my job was to pitch our line to large department stores like Nordstrom and Holt Renfrew. So our team went down to Seattle to the Nordstrom head office and we were in a boardroom pitching to five, I think five of the Nordstrom people. And part of the pitch was to provide each of these people with the complete line of products like as a gift. So of course, as we're presenting, they're each going through the products, like checking them out, opening them up, testing them. Well, one of the products was glycolic pads and side note here on skincare, if you you care about this, glycolic acid is really great for sunspots. And so it's really important to have in your routine really helps. Okay. Anyway, the container had a seal that was impossible to remove without a knife or something. But of course, these women didn't know that. So they're like trying with all their might to get it off. Meanwhile, my colleagues and I are just sitting there across the table watching this, cringing because we know like there's no hope for them. They're not getting in there. So, but despite that hiccup, the presentation went great and they signed the brand. Like it was pretty awesome for us, right? We were really excited. And after our pitch, we sat down and we did a debrief. So what went well, what worked, what didn't work? What will we do differently next time? Obviously, we will remove the seal of those glycolic pads. If we don't spend the time to debrief our experiences, ask these questions and do the work, act differently than simply recoiling at our overeating and vowing to do better tomorrow or on Monday, we inevitably get stuck in the shame cycle and we won't learn anything new and we won't get a new result. So I have a debriefing exercise for you. It's a list of questions to ask yourself when you overeat or just even when you go off your plan. And these are available in a PDF handout on my website too. The link will be in the show notes under freebies, or you can go to my website, go to mindfulshape.com forward slash resources. Again, that's mindfulshape.com slash resources. 
Okay, first question is, what did you overeat? So this is writing it all out. Our brains will wanna gloss over this because it's as if if we don't admit it, it doesn't count. <laughs> like it's not gonna show up on our bodies or something. It does, right? So write it out. This is another form of buffering negative emotions, our resistance to being real with what we've done, right? To like be real with what's going on. Just remember that the food is totally neutral. It's simply food in your mouth. It doesn't matter if it's a carrot or it's a whole carrot cake, right? Food is neutral, just food in your mouth, in your stomach. So write it all out because it brings it into our awareness and reminds us that it's completely neutral. Nothing bad about it, okay? Next question is, why did you overeat? Be very specific here. So what made you think it was a good idea or that it was okay in that moment? So what thoughts were you having? Sometimes the thoughts can be like, well, it's the weekend, you know, or I'll just eat less tomorrow or I'll skip breakfast or I just need a break. Any of those thoughts that come, write it all out. Question number three, what did you notice? So this is like, what, what were the circumstances? So like, were you out with friends and you didn't want to miss out? Or did you have a bad day at work? Or was it nighttime and you were feeling kind of lonely and you were just watching Netflix and really wanted a snack, that kind of thing. Number four is what would have worked better? What could you have done instead of overeating? So maybe you could have had a shower, gone for a quick walk, called a friend, had a glass of water or two glasses of water. Oftentimes we're just dehydrated, right? Maybe you could have done some thought work, some journaling, or simply noticed what your brain was offering you without reacting whatsoever. That's also an option. Number five is what did you learn from this experience? So what information do you have now about yourself? Is there anything different or new for you in this experience? Number six, how do you want to feel about this moving forward? So for example, do you want to think I'm a human who makes mistakes and I'm learning and I'm growing? Like these are all options, right? But this is how we be intentional about it rather than beat ourselves up. Number seven, and this is the last question, what will you do differently next time? So when you notice an urge to overeat coming on, or when you're in a similar environment, similar experience, similar circumstances, what will you decide to think in that moment? What will you do next time? Plan ahead, plan for this. Now, what's going to stop you from actually <laughs> doing this exercise, right? What's gonna stop you from asking yourself these questions and debriefing the next time you overeat? I have experienced them all and you may too. So number one, your brain doesn't want to experience the discomfort of owning up to the overeating, the whole carrot cake, right? Number two, your brain doesn't want to go to the effort. Like what's the point? Like what's even the point of doing this? Your brain will tell you you don't have the time or you know you don't have a pen and paper nearby or you can't remember the questions or maybe your brain will say, well, I don't even remember what I ate so I can't do the exercise. All of those thoughts can surface and that's totally okay. Doesn't mean you won't do it. <laughs> that just means you have a human brain. You can set those aside gently and do the exercise anyways. Do the debriefing. You won't want to do it in the moment. I know that. <laughs> so either get the PDF or jot them down. I'll review them at the end of this episode so that you can have them handy. Remind your brain how important it is that you break free of doing the same thing over and over again and getting wrapped up in this shame cycle, not just for your pant size, but for your peace of mind. Yeah, it takes a little effort. It takes some work and it's totally worth it. When you can really think about 
doing something as small as answering some questions, doing the self-coaching exercise in comparison to the impact of actually reaching your goal weight and being able to stay there effortlessly, it's just a no-brainer to do this kind of work, right? It's actually not that big of an ask. Now, if you're super pumped, you're geared up and you want to take it to the next level, do the same debriefing exercise for your successes. So again, you're going to accelerate your learning here. For example, say you went on vacation and you didn't overeat. That's a success. If you spend the time to debrief and write down what worked, why, what did you learn, you'll be much more likely to repeat the success on your next vacation. As I mentioned, I just got back from my hometown visiting my family and there were celebrations and there was lots of sugar and flower foods. <laughs> so years previously, I would have probably gone bananas and ate a ton of stuff and gained weight after a trip like that. But now it's a different story for me. So my plan going into it was very simple. I knew I wouldn't have complete control over the food there. So I decided to very simply listen to my body. I didn't need to overeat. I didn't need to go crazy. Now, caveat here, I've been doing this for a while now, so I no longer have any sugar cravings. So I'm much farther ahead than I was in those former visits. But now I also don't have that food scarcity, feeling like I have to get as much of the good stuff as I can while it's available, or like I'm gonna miss out. I was able to eat what I wanted, take it or leave it, and focus not only on the food, but on my family, on being with them, and on having just a nice change of scenery, right? Just being away. So as promised, I'm going to review the questions now so that you can have them for the next time you have a so-called failure where you overeat and for also when you have a success and you really want to take a look at um, why that worked for you so that you can repeat it in the future. So feel free to jot them down or you can get the PDF from my website at mindfulshape.com resources. So first question, there are seven. Number one is what did you overeat? So write it all down. It's completely neutral. doesn't matter what it is or how much. Number two, why did you overeat? So what were the thoughts going on in the background? Number three, what did you notice? So this is like your circumstances. Like, did you have a bad day or what was the environment like? Number four, what would have worked better? So instead of overeating, what could you have done? Number five, what did you learn? Is there anything new about this experience that you want to record? Number six, how do you want to feel about this moving forward? So what will you take? How will you relate to yourself um, going into the future? Like, what do you want to tell yourself about this experience? Number seven is what will you do differently next time? So if there's a next time, how do you want to respond when you're in the same circumstance? If you're having the same urges to overeat, what will you do differently? And sometimes it's helpful for someone to give us permission and so in case you want or need that today, I'm giving you total permission to drop any regrets you have about your past, your past body sizes, your past body shaming, your past failed diet attempts, all of it. So whether it's years of this or this happened yesterday, your past shame cycles can be over starting now instead of going through the same loop of overeating and beating yourself up, vowing to do better next time through force of will. Focus on learning from both the so-called failures and the successes. It's all simply data to work with to get to know yourself better and finally understand why this keeps happening for you, right? The shame cycle. Just try it once even. Do the debrief with yourself. You can always go back to your old way of doing things if you want, but I'm telling you, once you start doing this type of thought work, you'll know too much to go back. 
And if you are curious about what coaching for weight loss looks like, but you don't really want to commit yet, I totally get that. Here's your chance. I've created something for you. So you can get a 30 minute coaching call with me completely free and be featured on the podcast. So what I'm going to do is have two spots available each month for the next three months. So that's going to be all through September, October, and November. And you can get coached on whatever you're struggling with right now when it comes to losing weight. We'll record it and share it with other podcast listeners so that they can benefit too. And of course, your name and your identity won't be shared. So if you are interested, grab a free spot by going directly to my calendar and booking in. And I will put that link uh, in the show notes. Or you can simply email me directly at paula at mindfulshape.com. So go ahead, take action. You've got 30 minutes of free coaching and you have nothing to lose. Okay, I'll talk to you next time.